Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. We're going to get right into this because as you were listening to that from Mark Cuban and others, as the NBA finds itself smack dab right in the middle of another cultural flashpoint in America, we welcome you inside Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Everybody joining us this morning on the Goodyear Hotline. Kiel just set it up real quick. The Mavericks had stopped playing the national anthem before games. And Jay, this is a word you've used on the show a couple of times. And you know how much of a lightning rod this word can be. And I agree with you wholeheartedly. That word, of course, is cancel. It's a very strong word in American society. Today, Mark Cuban went out of his way to say they did not, quote, cancel the national anthem. But the NBA essentially said, look, we got rules. We got longstanding policies that this will be played before every game, and that goes for every squad. We'll dig into it. The Mavericks are at the center of it all. But first, uh, from what you heard from Mark Cuban, Key, it just sort of reiterated your admiration for Cuban. Yeah, it, 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 think about it, though. How long this season, the start of this season to where we are today, have they not played it? Mm-hmm. And you didn't even notice. N- nobody even noticed it. It was kind of like, okay, but then as soon as somebody raises it, it becomes this big old problem. And like Mark Cuban said, because I never really thought about it until Jay said it last night on our call, you know, we don't play the national anthem for many things. Like when we start our show, do we stand up and play the national anthem before the start of our show? But I guess we're supposed to do that too. Like it's just where this thing was and where it's at today is some of the wildest things that you can only imagine in American society in the way we think in you know, it's it's like as long as it appeases the money people, they'll do it. They'll do whatever it takes to keep the money rolling. And you know what's crazy, Key? Before you even give opinions like that, you have to be careful. You have to couch opinions because you have to preface everything by saying, I am a patriot. I do love my country. I know, but I'm just saying what people want you to say. What, you, you don't love your country? Well, you, you, you don't respect the people that have passed away and more. So, yeah. like, my thing is I always love providing context for things like this. Let's go back to one of the main reasons why the national anthem was inserted into sporting venues, right, back towards World War I, World War II. It was used as recruiting. It was used as advertising for, for our army, right, to recruit people. And, look, it is something that is patriotic. I'm not saying it's not. But it's not used at any other mass cultural events, Right. Before you go to when you have a concert, you go to a concert, thousands of people congregate for a concert. Do they start off by saying, hey, play the national anthem? I've never. Many concerts as I've been to. I don't think I've ever seen it happen. Key, I watch CNBC every morning. Squawk box. Like before the market starts, do they play the national anthem? No. So it doesn't mean because he's not playing a national anthem with no fans in the crowd that he's less patriotic. I just don't understand the reasoning to that. I think the national anthem means different things to different people. And obviously the words of the national anthem can affect people differently because we've gone through this learning curve about it. So now the conversation needs to start. How do if it doesn't fit towards what you deem it to be, if you're the employer, do you have the right to do that? Well, you know, I. I would think you do if it if it doesn't fit for you and in, in what it is that you're looking for. Right. If you're not comfortable with it, I, I think it you should have the option to do what it is that you want to do. I mean, it's too many times that no matter where you at, people try to force you to do something that you're not willing to do, which is ridiculous to me. Adam Silver's in a really tough situation here. I'm going to look at this differently than you guys. You guys are looking at it from the actual micro should this happen before this i'm going to look at it from a more macro 
situation. And this is where silver is in a really difficult position. You got to think about it like this. <clears throat> when the NBA said, we have to have eight players to play in a game this year. I think most people felt like, oh, that must be a coronavirus rule. You got to have eight guys. You got to have your G League guy ready. Everybody's dropping like flies, contact tracing. No, it's a longstanding NBA rule that if you don't have eight players, this was put in the bylaws way before the coronavirus hit, that you cannot play in a game. You need to have eight players. I think what Silver is doing is he's doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that. So in the bubble, he did all of the right things, right? The first thing he did when he got the job, Sterling's got to go. I don't care what's in there. It's the morally right thing to do. He's out. Guys want to protest Jacob Blake. That's absolutely right. It's a player's league. It's their league. And then I'm going to support them to the hilt. Well, by the way, I just want to jump in for Mm -hmm. one second. I'm sorry for interrupting you, but it is also written in the bylaws of the CBA that you cannot protest the national anthem, right? Like they didn't, and, and that's something that wasn't in the bylaws of the CBA for the NFL. You didn't see players protest the national. They may have kneeled, right, in their way of doing it, but they didn't. They they had to be on the court. They had to respect that, or they would be fine. Just wanted to preface that. Yeah, fair enough. But I think what Silver is doing is saying, I'm going to interpret the rules the way I need to. I'm going to do this with Silver and Sterling. I know people will back me, and I'm going to do this with Jacob Blake because I know people will back me. But when I need to run to the rule book and say everybody needs to stand. I'm going to run to the rule book. I just think that he's a, he's a player's guy. People love him. Yeah. But I do think that either you're going to abide by the rules that are, that are in the bylaws or you're not. He's kind of in a murky area where he's sticking his finger up in the air, seeing which way the wind blows and making those sorts of decisions. And that's partially why he's been liked so much. He has taken the player's input in. He's listening to the fans. He's by far the most popular commissioner of the four. But I think he's in one of those situations where when he has to do something and the rule book says it and it aids him, he goes to it. And then sometimes he goes off the page. I think you have to be consistent in your actions. So why did they not play it over the last several weeks or month or so since the NBA season started? Yeah, I mean, that's a Cuban well, call, though, right? He essentially said that's a Cuban call. Yeah, but, well, but nobody said anything, though. Nobody said anything. 13 games, Key. Nobody 13, said a word. 13 games, nobody said nothing. Everything was fine, right? Nobody said anything. It wasn't that big of a deal. What would you say to people that say Silver looks at what's going on with the leagues right now? He, he uh, walks into his bathroom, opens up the toilet, and sees the ratings in there. And then he realizes what's going on. And maybe what do you say to those people that say that this is a preemptive move to make sure? Because when you, if I've been doing an NBA game. You've been to a lot of NBA games. Crowd is 95% white in an NBA game. Almost any arena, maybe the Bay Area, most arenas are full of white fans. And if there is a cultural flashpoint here, is there anything to the notion that Silver is saying, right now, we are in a really bad spot. Once the virus passes, fans will be back, ratings will go up, interest will be up, as Jay's mentioned a million times before. Interest on social is already through the roof, but to many mainstream people, it's not there. Let me set a preemptive strike to make sure that our core fans are season ticket holders, those people that every year, no matter what, are plunking down thousands of dollars, no matter how bad the team is, seven months before we play our next game when they get it in the mail, that those fans feel like this league is listening to them. Well, I think that now, now you're trying to appease too many people. That's right? what I'm you, saying you, with Silver. You, he's you, trying to go here and he's trying try, to go there. That's trying, what I'm saying. You're, I know that's what you're saying, but I'm saying you're trying to appease too many people. If they don't want to watch the games and don't want to attend the games because you're not playing the national anthem, then maybe that's not for – maybe basketball in the NBA is not for you. 
Maybe because you feel that way, maybe you should pick another sport to enjoy and watch. But what I would say to that in terms of ratings, I'd like to see the ratings over the last 10 years, the second half, after the All-Star break. Let me see what those ratings look like. Because when you're going up against the playoffs in football and all of those sort of things, your ratings are going to drop. Basketball season really does not get interesting, interested in, in, to me until after the All-Star break when it becomes a real playoff push. That's when I really dial in to watching as many games as possible on one night. You see, Zubin, from a business perspective, I think Adam Silver did the right thing. I think that, you, hey, look, we have to mandate this because right now we have to keep. Also, don't forget that 20% of players' salaries are kept on escrow right now, right? So there's a lot of things that deem if the NBA, hence why we're having an all-star game, a one-day event, even in the midst of a pandemic, even when the league has been very progressive about their stances and games have been postponed. This is also about revenue. And making sure that it puts the players and the owners at the best possible position when the season is over and said and done to renegotiate CBAs moving forward and to to continue to create revenue. But I also say this one last thing is that the point was made. The point wasn't about, hey, let's change this for the way this year is going to happen. The point was about having a conversation. And don't think for one second that wasn't Mark Cuban's original intention. Oh, I think, and, I think Mark, and I think Mark Cuban has done a tremendous job at getting that message out there, not just about this, but about other things as a whole. There's no doubt about it. I think the other owners in the league kind of look at him and they're like, yeah, I don't really don't. I'm kind of disappointed he's in the club because of some of the things that he's done. But I would also be honest with you, right? No, I know. I'm just, I'm just laughing because the ownership group is a homogenous pool. And he's that's the just outlier. how they are, though, man. But to your point, the one thing I would say about him is he has so much money that if he feels like he needs to say something about the officials because it's adversely affecting his team, he needs to say something about the national anthem because he feels like it's an issue. He has to say something about the late great David Stern or Adam Silver. He just reaches into the glove box of his car, and whatever the fine is, he's got it between the couch cushions, he's got it in the glove compartment, so he knows if he wants to make a stance and he's going to get fined, the fine is immaterial. It's much more important to say what he needs to say and then take a decimal point off of his net worth to say it he is willing to put his money where his mouth is there are not a lot of people that are willing to put their money where their mouth is and he's been able to do it over and over and over again we'll continue to watch the story again the nba right in the middle of it the flashpoint of american culture at this moment a reminder was almost a year ago that our jeff darlington said tom brady was going to leave new england everyone scoffed he takes a victory lap and tells us did even he Expect this type of ending for Brady. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com.
For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. They did it. They did it. And that's a word, two words with Tom Brady that you can just say over and over and over again. Did it. Two more words. Get up. Very interesting comment made on that program. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline, including NFL insider Jeff Darlington, who will join us in just one moment. And for those that get up with us every morning, thanks for being here. A part of the Key JZ Nation on ESPN Radio. We on- have a nation? Yes, we're, we're, we're popular. We're, we're popular. <laughs> On Get Up, the popular NFL insider, Jeff Darlington, February 27th, so nearly a year ago. Yes, even though I know it feels like this last year has been 10 years. But this was uttered by Jeff nearly a year ago to much scoffing. Who's laughing now? At this point, I'd be stunned if he returns to New England, to be, to be very blunt about it. And I understand that people don't necessarily want to accept it. Even those close to Brady still sit there and say, yeah, but you'll walk into Bill Belichick's office. He'll lay out this master plan and all will be well again. I got to tell you, I get no sense that, that Brady is thinking that way. Instead, very much so looking toward free agency. It is not as if Tom Brady is flirting with the possibility of free agency so we can ultimately come back with the Patriots. He is absolutely looking forward to free agency. Now, listen, I know Jeff is grinning. He's smiling. Take oh, your victory God. lap. Just don't make it like Brady yesterday. Just uh, don't make a fool Give of him his flowers. Yeah. Give this <laughs> man his flowers. smiling, Jeff. <laughs> Hey, who was right? Jeff was right. He joins. I'm not trying to smile. I just know where this is going, Keyshawn. <laughs> I'll hit you with a softball off the top because we got to talk about some stuff. But the reality is this. You called it. You were right. At times it seemed like it may not worked out. The seven and five, the four fingers in the air in Chicago. But when all was said and done, Brady is hoisting the Lombardi yet again. From the moment you said that to Super Bowl Sunday and they ending, yeah. How would you kind of sort of put into words, since you obviously have some insight here that others don't, about this magical journey for Tom Brady? Well, you know what's really interesting and I find most fascinating is the fact that like, there was a level of disbelief with what I was saying to the point where people just assumed that what I was saying was not true. It was always true, but I think it speaks to sort of the boldness of what Tom Brady was enduring there, that he was deciding to do what was truly unbelievable by leaving New England after 20 years, by going to a place in Tampa Bay that people said, really, like you're going to go to the Bucs after after and potentially threaten your legacy. So to me, I actually think the, the amount of disbelief that came from that offseason just shows you. Um, sort of the boldness and the courage that Tom Brady had to kind of show to take this risk, go down to Tampa, endure the season as he did, through, by the way, a global pandemic, and ultimately come out with another Lombardi trophy. To me, um, it, it just it's just another chapter in what has obviously been a very a huge underdog story for Tom Brady. John, Jeff, see my hand raised? That means I was Jeff one or of John. those. Jeff I mean, or John Key? Jeff. Which one? Okay. Jeff. I, I, I raised my hand because I'm one of those guys that was in disbelief. So I must admit again for the 18,000th time when you come on the show that you were right and I was wrong. But let me ask you another one to predict for me. But Key, 
Yeah, everybody, everybody felt the same way. You know what I mean? Like everybody was like, "Why would he do that?" And as I, I understand that, it, yeah, it, it, that's the, the kind of story that it was. It's crazy. Well, give me another story because it here you look at Tom Brady and he made some comments during the Super Bowl that he wanted to play possibly well beyond forty-five years old. With that excellent reporting that you do do, what are the chances that that happens? Well, I mean, look, I know that I was having a conversation at a Bucks game this year with somebody close to Brady. In fact, several people were all together. Um, and he was already entertaining the idea of playing not just this coming season, 2021, but also 2022. Like, he, he loves it in Tampa. I mean, Key, you know, it, it's, it's a good place to live. And I think ultimately... That would make him 45 years old, by the way, if he extended his contract with the Bucks by at least another year. Uh, and, and I think ultimately we have to understand about this chapter is that everybody's on the same page here, man. Like personally speaking, he's in a very happy place. I mean, I know we can make the jokes about the boat yesterday and the fun that he was having, but like he literally bought that boat this year. Um, like he had that imported from Europe. Like He's really happy in Tampa and is making decisions sort of to kind of settle into this Florida lifestyle. So to me, it's it's the fact that he has all of that going for himself on this side means that he can continue to do what he loves, which is to play football. So, yes, absolutely. I envision him playing at 45 years old, which is a season beyond this one, 2022 beyond that. I'm not saying he's done after that. I, I don't know, but I'm not saying that he's done in 2022. I need some more of your excellent uh, reporting. Tom Brady left the New England Patriots, go to ta- goes down to Tampa Bay, wins the Super Bowl in his first year. What type of impact do you think it will have on other quarterbacks, and particularly veteran guys, that when they get to a certain point in their career, they say, you know what, I- I'm done. I need to find a different place. Yeah, I mean, look, we've seen this happen before, whether it's Joe Montana or Brett Favre and uh, even Peyton Manning, albeit not necessarily by choice, uh, where, where guys have gone other places and succeeded. I mean, Montana, all three of those guys actually ultimately had successful careers, not as not a Super Bowl like Tom did, but they were able to do it. I think what this does, though, Brady is the ultimate patriot, right? 20 years in one place, the oldest to do it and left when he was old. I think to me... It's not, it just it validates anybody like like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or any of these guys to understand that, look, you are your own entity in many regards. You can go somewhere else and pave your own way. That was a big concern, a big question when it came to Tom leaving New England. You're really going to do this. You could really hurt your legacy by leaving. And he showed that not only can you can you keep from hurting it, but you can actually bolster it even more. So I do think it empowers other quarterbacks to say leaving a place that I am most comfortable is not necessarily the end of the world. Let's talk about one of those quarterbacks in Deshaun Watson, Jeff. So Jamie Roots, the president of the Houston Texans, decides to resign. He steps down. There's so much talk from a lot of sources I've been hearing about Jack Easterby and his influence over the organization and his relationship with Kyle McNair. Right. Kyle McNair, excuse me. Can, can, you, can you explain to everybody who Jack Easterby is and how he continues to rise through the ranks? I can try. <laughs> and I say that because it is, um, look, there are a lot of things that we question about Jack Easter being in terms of how this organization has unfolded with him rising in power. His rise in power, uh, 
whether for the good or for the bad, is is impressive. Like this is a guy who came, who worked with Dabo Sweeney in Clemson as basically sort of this this personnel development, player development kind of guy. He was a pastor in New England, went down to Houston where he worked with Bill O'Brien and and saw O'Brien's exit and continued to rise in power. It is very rare to essentially answer your question here for someone to rise in ranks in the NFL through the path that Easterby has taken. There's player development guys around the league that, that envision dreams of becoming an executive, perhaps a president of a team. It doesn't really happen. And with Jack Easterby, it has. Um, unfortunately, I think a lot of people would love to see this and say, wow, what a great rise in power for a guy who really worked his way up. Uh, that part of the story, unfortunately, has not yet unfolded. We've been discussing a lot of the quarterbacks in AFC East uh, today on our, our QB or not QB. Is this potential trade with the Miami Dolphins, is this something that's actually feasible between them and the Houston Texans? So it's an interesting one because I continue to I, – I, it's not like good reporting to necessarily say, well, he didn't say no, so uh, that means it could still happen. <laughs> But when it comes to Deshaun Watson and the Miami Dolphins, that's sort of where I'm sitting right now. Like, I hate to do it this way, but until they say, no, it's not happening, I'm going to continue to think it could potentially happen. They have the ammunition. They have the potential incentive. Uh, they have the third overall pick. They have another first-round pick. They have two Tonga Vailoa if that turns out to be leverage for them in a trade. Uh, so, so the ammunition exists. You know, I don't think anybody questions the fact that Deshaun Watson is an upgrade from just about everybody in the league. Uh, no doubt he'd be an upgrade at this point from Tua. The question is, do you want to take on the contract and do you want to give up the assets? That, to me, is the question of the offseason for the Miami Dolphins. Jeff, not John. Okay, I got it correct now. John <laughs> Darling. Yeah, I'm thinking, man, of, I'm thinking, whatever you I'm want, thinking of the old pitcher, man. Leave me alone. Um, but <laughs> When you look at Dak Prescott's situation in Dallas, what happens once the Cowboys figure out what the salary cap is going to be because it hasn't been announced yet? Do that will that deal get done this offseason? I mean, you know, you know, kind of crazy that like the answer should just be yes. And we have done this dance for two years now, right? Where we we talk about this deal and how the Cowboys keep saying, and I think I, I don't I don't blame us on this one, man. I blame. The fact that the Cowboys keep, Jerry Jones keeps marching out there. Stephen Jones keeps marching out there and saying things like, he's our guy. We're going to sign him to a contract. Well, do it. Like, at some point, you can't keep saying he's our guy if you also then scoff at the requests that he's making. I understand it takes two to tango, but, I mean, every year we continue to hear, he's our guy, we're going to sign him to a contract, and it doesn't get done. Should it get done? Absolutely. Will I believe it? Until it does, no, sir. Yeah. Hey, Key, were you talking about Ron Darling? Yeah, that that's, maybe, oh, okay. maybe that's what I was yeah. thinking of. John Darlington, yeah. yeah Ron Darling. What yeah, a maybe guy. I was, thinking, maybe I was thinking of that. Who knows? But I know one. another thing I was thinking of is Jeff Darlington was talking, and I was telling Zubin on the sidebar, Jimmy P better watch out for me because I'm trying to get that president job at ESPN. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to climb the ranks very slow <laughs> really like Jack, like oh, yeah. Jack Easterby. Hey, don't I, forget I, about I, me, Keith. I won't you forget about job. you at all. Don't I'm, forget about uh, me. You know, Zubin, you're good. Don't worry. <laughs> I'll be in president no time soon. 
I'll be your failed head coach. I'll be that guy you hire and you regret later. I will be that guy for you, Keith. And let's just try to rescue this by saying, Mr. Pitaro, if oh, you happen God, to be stop. listening, I'm trying to save all of us. I'm trying to save all of us. Thank you. Jimmy P, man. Oh, you're not on no I don't have that kind of relationship okay. with Mr. It. Pitaro. I get it. And Mr. Iger and Mr. Chapik, if you're listening to. Bob and Bob. Hope you like the show. Jeff, John, Ron, thanks for joining us this morning. All right, J.D. And by the way, Ron Darling, they said don't never talk about baseball on the show. You just broke the first cardinal. Hey, you fought for it, though. He's like, yeah, John Darlington, baseball. I mean, mean, my brain, I got a thousand things going in my brain right now, man. I'm dealing with (laughs) national anthem issues. I'm dealing with quarterback issues. Sam Darnold issues. Zubin trying to find his read to get to commercial. I'm dealing with a lot of things. I mean, that's just part of it. <laughs> the Tom Brady hangover. That's what we all have. And speaking of Tom Brady, and uh, by the way, yeah, yes, literally hungover. Uh, speaking of Tom Brady. I like w- that walk, though. <laughs> yeah, that that, that, that shows walk. me he's real. He's human. It was a stagger. It was more of a let me hold you up before you wind up. Planting your face into that concrete. Was this an avocado tequila stagger? Is that this? I don't know what it was, but whatever it was, he I was having fun that. doing it. A little I ice cream in that. there, make it a smoothie. The avocado. Zubin, I'm telling you, we're going day drinking. I'm not letting you get away from it. It's going to happen. And then I'm sure we'll be posting that video. That'll be the end of me. As soon as it happens, we'll oh, post it on gosh, the KJZ no. Twitter feed. I got and you. It'll be all over. I'm the pre- I'll be the president at ESPN here in a couple years. Just sit tight. Gotcha. No phones at our party, Zubin. No right. phones. Got to start calling you Mr. Johnson now just to suck up to you properly. Ooh. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Mako. Get a refresh with your refund during Mako's tax season sales event for expert paint and collision repair. Use their contactless services. It's as easy as book quote. Uh-oh, better get Mako. Terms and conditions apply. Jay just mentioned Tom Brady, a guy that's won multiple chips with Tom Brady on Brady and what his old team and Brady's old team and his old coach do now after SportsCenter. Herter trying to get it in as Young fell down, got it into Gallinari on the drive against Hardaway, off balance, short, rebound, hits the floor, horn sounds, game over, and the Mavericks have come from 13 points down in the third quarter and nine points down at the start of the fourth to beat the Atlanta Hawks tonight. Editorial comment, I just love the when the Hawks bust out Jay, the old school unis. It makes me feel like I'm at the Omni again. 103.3 ESPN Dallas 103.3 Gallinari's last second shot doesn't fall a little controversy at the end of the game Trey Young screen Lloyd Pierce Hawks coach thought it was a foul the officials went over to coach Pierce and said it was an illegal screen but the latest Luca v Trey matchup goes to Doncic of course linked on that draft day trade it's worked out really well I would say for both teams slight edge I think obviously at this point to Luca, little Australian Open for you this morning. A couple of notable events we should mention. Coco Goff has been eliminated, as is Sophia Kennan. Kennan was a defending champion and actually said something you don't hear a lot of big-time tennis players say, that she was nervous. She was a defending champion at a major, kind of hadn't been that way, and obviously the nerves caught up to her. Coco Goff, the great young American superstar, was eliminated earlier this morning on ESPN2 by Alina Svitolina. So we will move on at the year's first major without the defending champ and the bright young American tennis star. Black history always for us here at ESPN. It's Black History Month, of course, as you know. Looking back at a great moment in black history, and this one was one people that have never watched one second of NASCAR 
were interested in because the ramifications were so much bigger than just turning left. In 2020, last year, and a long, long last year, Bubba Wallace successfully convincing NASCAR to ban displays of the Confederate flag. He drove a car with the hashtag Black Lives Matter. And probably the most seminal moment of all, fellas, if you remember, when the other drivers got behind Bubba's car and pushed it to the start. That's what I remember the most with regards to positivity. There was some negativity with that story as well. But everybody in unison pushing his car to the front. He's going to drive for Michael Jordan. Yes, race team owner and Denny Hamlin. Denny will join us at 8.15 a.m. Eastern or his key admonishing me about 45 minutes from now. Sports Center brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. Spend your tax return wisely. With Straight Talk Wireless, you can get a Samsung Galaxy A51 for $199. Plus, get the $45 unlimited talk, text, and data plan with no contract on America's best networks. We're up to 50% less. Tune out the nonsense and tune into Straight Talk. He hasn't lost his fastball. He's not falling asleep with the clicker in his hand in meetings. But, but his fastball was Tom Brady. Don't do that. Don't do what? Don't, 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 don't do this, man. Jeez. I can hear you, Key. I, again, we I, got... I, I, I wasn't ain't trying no fastball, to... Ain't no damn Tom Brady. I wasn't trying to not let you hear me. Again, we got to cool it on the baseball talk with the fastball. We want to keep our listeners. We got football, four hours, no more baseball. Okay, no more baseball. We'll I love baseball. <laughs> you love your Dodgers. You're, yeah, you're still exactly. basking in the glow. You love your L.A. teams. <laughs> It's a pleasure to welcome, you got, the, you got the World Series champion, let's welcome in a two-time Super Bowl champion, Damian Woody, ESPN NFL analyst, joins us this he morning. Would. Yes, Damian joins us, he's a two-time champion, baby, Wait, Zubin, with the baby would, grand I, I, in the background. What yeah, I see that baby grand piano <laughs> in the background, D. Wood, I see you out here stunting on TV. D. Wood, you got a lot of rooms in your crib, man, because every time I see you on TV, you're in a different room. <laughs> I swear, they all big, too. Key, you jokers be big? You hear the echoes key and everything. Key, I got a lot of kids, man, so you got to have some elbow room out here. No, I get it, but it, every every room is different, though. You know, one minute it's the trophy room, the next minute it's the living room, the next minute, what are you in, like the piano room or something? Yeah, I'm in my music room, yeah, man. Yeah, you go, so, music listen, man, room. I'm just trying to... You- I'm just trying to – I'm giving y'all a tour. That's all I'm doing. I feel you. So let's roll with a little sweet music. You can tickle the ivory after you were done here with the interview. But uh, look, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady for 20 years making magic. Great music. You were there. A couple Super Bowls. Yesterday on the show, it was broached, and it's been shut down or slammed down more definitively. But it's kind of been broached on, okay, now – this is a spot for Bill. Most unusual offseason, extricated from Brady. We've had a lot of people say, are you out of your mind? He's the best coach in NFL history. But there are others that have said, okay, now, if you listen to Boston Sports Talk Radio, Damian, little heat on old BB. <laughs> well, yeah, of course, people in the media, especially up in Boston, they're going to be throwing a lot of heat at Bill. But you don't, you don't, you don't go 20 years plus with the type of success that Bill has had uh, as a head coach and, assi- and an assistant coach um, je- by luck. I mean, this is, in my opinion, the greatest football mind that we have ever seen. And so, listen, congratulations to Tom. Tom, is, it was well-deserved, but I don't think that's a need to not coach Belichick in all that he's accomplished in the National Football League. And I, and I think a lot of people, obviously, Woody, that's the juicy story. Is And as I told the guys weeks ago, this was going to happen if Tom won that people would start to poke holes in Bill Belichick's resume. With that being said, how much longer do you think coach will coach? 
Well, Key, you know, I think Coach is the second oldest, second oldest coach in the league. He's not out there playing. You know, it's just his mind. So, if Coach, I think Coach Belichick can coach for a long, a long time still. Um, this team can reload. They got a lot of cap space. I don't think that Bill would, you know, want to step out on, on these terms, even with all the accolades that he's accumulated over his career. And so I think he, the first order of business is, is figuring out the quarterback position and, and going from there uh, with the New England Patriots. But make no mistake about it, I think the Patriots will be back in the mix um, rather quickly with, uh, with Coach Belichick and, all, and the assets that he has. Tom Brady, Benjamin Button, as you call him, Won the Super Bowl this year. What will it take for him to repeat again? Well, Key, it's, you know, as you know, it is it's so hard to repeat. A lot of things have to go right. I mean, listen, a lot of things have to go right when you win a Super Bowl anyway. You know, you got to survive the injury bug. You got to have guys playing well. And quite honestly, you got to have a little bit of luck on your side. Um, in order to repeat, Man, a lot of things got to go right because after a Super Bowl, after you win a Super Bowl, now you're the hunted. That means the following year, every game that you play, it'll be 17 this this upcoming season. You'll be playing every every opponent is the, it's their Super Bowl, so it's that much harder to go out there and repeat. And I believe the last team to repeat it is the New England Patriots. So that just shows you how hard it is to repeat. But listen, when you got Brady at, at the quarterback position, anything's possible. D. Wood, take me back to one of your Super Bowl championships when you guys went through the parade and you guys partied. If you were, if you were day drinking like they were, would you have caught that Lombardi trophy? That was a, that was a dangerous toss. Jay, I would have smooth would have been in, been in that river, whatever the hell they were floating there, man, because when I go, I go hard. I go big, <laughs> man. So I'm not trying to catch a Lombardi, man. I'm trying to, I'm trying to drink, have a good time. So those boys were wasted out there. So to me, that's what it's all about. But nah, I would have been in the water, no question about it. (laughs) Next time you're on, I want you to join us from the bedroom of your third oldest child. Can you do that for us? I think I can if I can peel them out of the bed because, you know, my third oldest is is, is 18. So who knows if they're up up and at it right now. Good, good. That should make sure possibly it could be an open scenario as we take the virtual tour. If you want Damien's house, look for it on Zillow. Apparently we're going through every single home. Great insight here on Bill Belichick. I I agree with you. Who gets the benefit of the doubt other than the greatest coach in the history of the NFL? Damien, thanks so much for joining us this morning. We really appreciate it. Thanks, D. Wood. All right. I'll have you guys over next time. Y'all can tour the house. Excellent. Right, that's what's up. By the looks of it, it could be an all-day mission. That's a big house. I was going to say we need a golf cart to drive around <laughs> yeah, there. Deion Sanders-like. No, he lives on a farm out in New Jersey. I'm not going to give any more information, but you got that many kids and you got well, that much land. Well, you just gave all yeah, the information. Gave up all the information. What are you doing? You the Google Maps address You said Zillow or whatever. <laughs> you also said what city and state. Jeez. <laughs> New Jersey. <laughs> Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. At Progressive, they're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Here's the biggest problem in Chi-Town. They have a quarterback problem. Uh-oh. They have mm. to grin and bear it. The reality is there is no solution. None? How could that be when all these big names are on the market? Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive 
eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. In Key's defense, we ran that a couple days ago when Key was out. We were very brave. We ran that when Key wasn't here. Good job, That's fellas. okay. Now Key's uh, we back. It the when first Key time was you're here. hearing this. Yeah, first time I'm hearing it, but I was wrong <laughs> because I messed up the, the coach and the quarterback. It's just like two bad quarterbacks. You put them together, you know? <laughs> That's what it is. You got all bad quarterbacks. Bad look the quarterback, same, man. They all look the same. You know, <laughs> guys look the same. Indeed, we know where. Indeed, yes, indeed. Not the sponsorship, just the word I use way too much. We know the it. deal, right? With Wentz, second overall pick. We know the deal with Trubisky, second overall. See, pick. there you go. There's your second tie. overall pick. Quarterbacks, both of them had bad years. Speaking of second, the Bears obviously having second thoughts about what happened with Trubisky. It's obviously too little too late. Jay has said before, and I think many agree, that you just can't admit the mistake. It's pro sports. There's just too much of a hit you take. So what do the Bears do? David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood, host on Cap and Hood, heard on ESPN 1000, our affiliate in Chicago. Kaplan is as plugged in as anybody. For 25 years, he hosted the Cubs coverage. He knows Michael Jordan. When Sammy Sosa wanted to burrow away and not talk to anybody, he was talking to David Kaplan. Kaplan talks to people. And people told Kaplan this. Bottom line, the Bears... Which color, Sammy? Never mind. (laughs) The Bears, let's just be honest, in his opinion, (laughs) for this reason, are screwed at quarterback. After calling all of these different people around the league yesterday, I'm not convinced the the long-term answer exists... At today, on February, whatever it is, the 9th, mm-hmm. I don't think the long-term answer exists realistically for the Chicago Bears. Well, then fire them all. Okay, so just to make sure you realize Cap isn't as drunk as Tom Brady. He said that on the show two days ago. So well, we that, don't know if Brady so, was drunk. So that was February 9th? <laughs> so today's February 11th. Speculation. Yeah, Reckless speculation, speculation man. It's I, uh, allegedly. Right. I think what we need to do is to confirm it. Yes. Let's put the video back up on the screen, <laughs> and let's just take a look at it again just to make sure if he no, indeed. No, uh, I just uh, thought it'd be the easiest uh, way to do it. Here's how we clean this up, Zubin. Okay. Tom Brady was celebrating. 
allegedly it looked like he may have consumed something of an alcohol beverage that had him feeling really nice. But we can't confirm it just quite yet. Yes. That's how we clean it up. Our reporters are still working on that story, Zubin. Yes, we need a second source. And so in terms of the quarterback position in Chicago, Mitch Trubisky, not Carson Carson Wentz. Look, I, I don't know where they go from here at the quarterback spot. There's going to be a lot of guys available for them, right? There's a lot of guys available for them. Do you go out and trade for a guy that Matt Ryan, so to speak? Is that what you're looking for? Or are you looking for somebody that can do essentially what Tom Brady did on the field, Mm -hmm. not in the locker room and not the cachet that he brings, not that, but what he did on the field, 25 of 28, 213 yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions, and one sack. That is the recipe for success as we continue to keep seeing in a solid defense. You don't need 500 yards and four touchdowns and two picks to win a game. You don't need that if your defense is solid and you got a guy who doesn't screw it up. The problem is when you need to throw, you've got to be able to have a guy that you can trust that can make that throw as we've seen in Tom Brady. And we saw late in the year in a young Baker Mayfield. That is what you need at the quarterback spot. Key. Can I ask you, this may sound crazy because I know he's going to be 38 years old, but if you're able to find a way to move up in the draft to get a quarterback, if, you're, if, you, if you can find a way to make that maneuver, could you bring in a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick, short term? I don't mean to cut you off, Jay, but that doesn't do anything. I got that dude in Nick Foles, basically. Yeah, I don't but need Nick, another. Well, no, Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick has had a better year than Nick Foles. But I don't need to pay another guy $9 million when I got an old guy at $9 million sitting on my books. I don't need another guy to give I'm me five saying, games. Ryan Fitzpatrick, I, to, as a starter, did very, very well for no, the Miami Dolphins. I hear what you're saying. I'm just talking about a short-term bridge. I don't know if Nick Foles is no, that guy to give you a short-term bridge. No, we're not doing that. So who are you that. taking in play? You're going to say Mitchell I Trubisky? Would, I, would, I would try and go get a guy like Matt Ryan um, if he's available. And if he wants to, because I don't need Matt Ryan to use his big arm for me in Chicago. I just. But everything we've heard from Atlanta is that Matt Ryan isn't going to be available, right? I don't know. Nobody's available today available, right? I mean, that's just the reality of professional football. Everybody's available when you got something on the table that makes sense. Here's the thing. This is why I'm with Key. The Bears need to make discernible progress. If you bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick, he's another eight-wing quarterback, and then everybody's gone. They need discernible progress. They brought these guys in and said, we're retaining you because we believe you can take us to the next level. That's my question. Who is that? I think Kaplan's right. The answer might be nobody. That's why he said that, right? So then you're stuck, so you're fired anyway. Maybe maybe I'll go get Carr from the Raiders. I don't know. Can't go down with Fitzpatrick. You got to do better than that. (laughs) Dak with Dak next. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.